Hey guys, welcome back to the Detour Live. It's good to be back in the host chair. It was a tough watch at times, watching Ify fumble his way around the, the schedule, but uh, there's no guarantees because it was hey, a jam pack. You have a day off and you're begging me. Hey, right, right. No, yeah. I thought you did a good job. You did a great job. It was a great show. <laughs> Chapeau. Uh, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. And thanks again for supporting the channel, youtube.com forward slash the Detour Podcast. Like, share, subscribe. Joined, as always, by four-time national road champion Johnny Traore, the voice of cycling Phil Liggett, and the sheriff, Neil Stevens from Bahrain, Victoria. So look at him. Looks like a Cheshire cat. He's got a great yeah. on you, sheriff. The old send a bloke up the road, drop him back, put the acid on. The old pony yeah. mate never in town, eh? Uh, it was sensational. Now, I was going to say, what did you have to do with all of that, Neil? What did you have to do with that whole plan? That's a bloody coincidence, actually. I got the old scrapbook out from the uh, Green Edge days and I did a bit of a copy and paste and um, it all turned out okay. So, um, <laughs> no, the truth is we had a bit of a plan organised. Uh, the, the, the plan that started a couple of days ago, a few days ago, when we knew we had to have uh, a lot of firepower in the last half of the race, you know, and... Um, Ideally, if we had someone up the road, that'd be better. But uh, we 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 really tried to save energy over the last few days wherever we could, and um and and I just said to the guys, look, today's going to be a crucial day. Today, there's going to be big changes in the GC. I don't know which side we're going to be on, but we've got to go out and be uh, proactive. And so it was just about more about getting the culture going, uh, getting the boys ready to take advantage of any ideas, any any situations that arose. And so probably the secret was when that situation did arise. Uh, Dominate on it quickly, getting boys on the front, stop the guy at the front like we did a few years ago with uh, with the stabber, and uh, then then yeah we, we saw how it panned out. If he it was yeah look sensational mate. I mean you Probably. couldn't have uh, you couldn't have scripted it better if you tried. But we had split like with about fifty k out when when uh, you guys got that gap on on Lopez, and then no one would help but help him. He, he was sitting there. Benal decided. He didn't care, so he just let it go. And it stayed at about 20 seconds, 30 seconds for a while, and Jack was having to jump in and help. That was when it was a real smart move to, to get uh, the other guy back from the break because that was really crucial. Yeah, that, that's it. That, that, was the, uh, that was the moment yeah. where, where we sort of said straight away, Jack, even you get in, ride flat out, and then we'll see 15 seconds, 15 seconds, and there was a moment when it almost looked like it was going to come back. And then when it grew out to 30 seconds, 45 seconds, that's when I chucked Jack off the front again and just left Gino on the front because uh, we all we all knew that uh, later on in the day, Adam Yates was going to start attacking us again. But, uh, yeah, but that, those, that five kilometres or so was crucial. Well, it sounds like what's crucial is your ability to, as you said, to think stages ahead and, and not cook your biscuits. And you gave us that analogy of $5 in the bank and, Looks like you guys went to the candy bar yesterday, Sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> and what about what about yeah. Madder, Neil? What about Madder? I mean, the white jersey. Yes, it wasn't so important to uh, to Aegon Bernal, but this must have been an unbelievable dream realised because the kid could never have thought he'd finish up in white. Yeah, Gino's been fantastic, and as you've seen in all the big mountain stages, and that was. That was the main reason, you know, like stopping the guy out in the front yesterday was was about trying to make sure that Jack was, was his uh, podium place was uh, well guaranteed. 
but a large section of that uh, was for Gino to make sure that he would get up in the top five, make sure he'd get the white jersey. Um, and so that was that was a bit about paying back a bit of a favour to him as well for the for the work he's done over the last last few days. And Gino, I, I said it a few months ago to it, it, one of our staff meetings. I said he's a very very talented rider. If we can just get him to believe in himself a little bit, uh, he's been really calm throughout this welter. I think probably because he's in the shadow of Jack, uh, but he's been able to get through this really well. He's nice and calm. Uh, he's never asked for anything. And look at that. He's in, in white jersey, uh, fifth overall, and um, it's it's he's, he's starting to enjoy the, the moment. Yeah. yeah. And so well, just we, we, while we've got a bit of silence here, now with your Spanish nationality hat on, uh, Neil, tell me what the Spanish are saying about the fact they haven't won a stage of this race yet. And if they don't win today, which is highly improbable, um, they won't have won a stage for 25 years, it's never been a dearth of, of results for 25 years. What are the you Spanish press saying? You might get another trolley bag knocked off, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. I've, I've got to take my Basque hat off before I put my Spanish one back on again. Of course, in, indeed. In yeah, but um, there, was, there was actually two dramas uh, unfolding in the, uh, in the Vuelta. There was, uh, there was the fact that, there, that no Spaniard had won and there was a, the fact that no – that. And Movistar hadn't won a stage in any of the Grand Tours up until now. Lopez, before his exit yesterday, he uh, he took a stage out the other day, but that, that was sort of one of the one of the uh, monkeys off their back. But now with the the, the Spanish not winning a stage, um, it is a bit of a it's a, it's, a, it's a bit a little bit embarrassing. Uh, Enrique Mas is going great here. He's going to be on the podium, but yeah, the, the stage win itself that hasn't come about, and and it is a bit of a. Uh, Bit of a uh, bit of a sore point to talk to bring with, uh, up with the Spanish people, <laughs> and they haven't won. They won a stage in a Grand Tour this year either. Not, uh, they didn't win a stage at uh, the, the Giro or the Tour, so uh, uh, not good for Spanish cycling. There you go. But you have to we worry to, about that. It's not, we not used a to talk like this with the, with the UK <laughs> riders. We used to have these records set quite often, but now we we do win the odd stage. Hey, I, I, I was, I was just going to say, say, Neil, I know, I know you don't have any credit cards on you, but are you uh, going to buy a six-pack for Julian Dean for that little pulling effort from Nick Schultz? Ah, uh, Nick, what a ripper, eh? <laughs> I, um, I, we had Mark Padoon on the front at that, that stage and then and we, we picked up Nick and I didn't I didn't say anything to him. I just looked up and there he was, swapping a couple of turns. I was like, that's bloody beautiful, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know whether he's started out going to Jack or he just got on and did a couple of turns off his own bat, but bloody good on him, you know? And... Uh, it's good to see Nick's. Nick's a bloody good bike rider. He's a he's a good lad. Uh, and there you go. He's just come in and done a couple of turns for a mate. Yes, as well. I was uh, really surprised in the, in that last four k, which was enormous. You know, with, with what was going on, but, but they kept easing, and then the different riders would get back on. But it surprised me that Adam Yates a couple of times he opened up quite a good gap. It got to sort of thirty or forty meters uh, uh, back to Jack. And then he would, the others would get to him, he would sit up. I just thought, gee, that's strange. I mean, you only had to keep it going a little bit. Jack was in a bit of trouble, but he, he didn't care. Obviously, it was at, at his limit, but uh, that surprised me. Yeah, yeah. I, well, it surprised me in a nice sort of way, really. Jack, uh, he's, he was never never really in – he was you know, he's obviously uncomfortable. He was never really on the limit, you know, so he – each little pinch, I was telling him how long those pinches were, whether 200 metres or 300 metres, and he was just, just going over the, to, to try to get to the, to the flatter sections with a bit of energy. 
I don't re- I wasn't really working that wasn't really watching Adam as such, but making sure with that we paced ourselves through that section. But like I said, I was really obsessed with Adam. Uh, I started talking about Adam with Jack uh, about 30 kilometres to go, and um, and that was a, a, our objective was to, to not lose too much time, if at all, and we lost four seconds in the finishing line. So down now, we're a minute down. Uh, we're a minute up. Sorry, uh, I've just been out and reconned the, the circuit. Jack's going to turn up the bus here in a minute, and uh, we're going to go and ride the circuit as well. But um, yeah, it's it's a it's not a bad time trial for Jack. It's uh, it's certainly not a bad time trial for Adam as well, but um, I think we're going to – I think we might go okay, hey? Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> well, and that's, that's uh, from a Brit. <laughs> there's not a lot of difference between them uh, in, in time trials. If you go back uh, through the history, Adam's sort of got his act together a bit in the last 12 months, no doubt about that. But you would think if they're both uh, on uh, on song, you would think uh, Adam might only take 20 or 30 seconds. I hope. <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah. It's it's funny if you look at the if you look at the data on both of them, it's not you, you can't really base yourself too much on it because Adam, as uh, his time trying has improved over the last twelve months, um, but also Jack uh, hasn't got that many time trial results because he's always been working for his teammates up until now. He, this year he has stepped it up. He's done uh, just recently in the Dauphiné. He did a decent time trial. In fact, the, the, the time trial at the start of this race, uh, there was only one second between them. <laughs> uh, so there you go. I reckon it's. I reckon this the, the start, the first 10 kilometres or so might favour Adam a little bit more. And I think the, the second half of the, the time trial might favour Jack. So anyway, let's see how it pans out. Got a couple of uh, live comments coming in. Wendy Superfan, fingers crossed for Jack to stay on the podium. Gary Tilly says, well done, Steve-O. I'm sure there's been plenty of planning behind the scenes. Just to give people an insight, I mean, how much planning goes into a campaign like this one? Yeah, planning. Like, it starts, It starts. well, as you know, uh, the, the route comes out uh, in January. I generally start getting in my car. Yeah, like not long after that, I'm on the phone to my mate because he's, he's one of the race organisers. We I go around looking at different roads and that sort of stuff all through the the year. Got my little my son. He comes with me sometimes, and we we uh, share a couple of kilometres along the way. And um, and then that's when I start to formulate plans, start to work out where we can spend energy, where we might be able to save energy. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's basically a, a nine or ten month. Uh, build up and then obviously we have to be able to adjust uh, as we get closer to that but like even right now last night over dinner uh, I gave a toast to the to the workers of the team the masseurs the, the coaches and so forth and I said look everything fell into place today but it, it's not over yet we've got a really hard day tomorrow time trials on uh, we've got to really just make sure we're really focused because we, we've got to help our riders be focused as well this morning at 7.30, our staff were up and about, loading cars, pumping tyres and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, the race finishes tonight. It's a, a good almost a year of uh, building up to this. So when you see things fall into place, it's not it's not actually that easy. Uh, Matthew says, hi, boys. So impressed with uh, Team Bahrain Victorious working as a team to help Jack. It's great to see him reaching his potential. We talked about this the other day, Neil, but it must give you a really good feeling knowing that you've seen a rider like Jack through the Green Edge days and knowing that, you know, you've played a big role, obviously, with the Vuelta, but knowing that, you know, the development, you know, the excitement, looking forward to the future as well. 
Yeah, I think it's the same with anyone. Yeah, and and you guys would be the same. You know, you guys you haven't been involved in the the sporting part of it, but you've been involved. You you know Jack, and you know what he's been through. You know, like I said, we just mentioned a minute ago, uh, Nick, how his past has gone through, and it's it's bloody lovely to be able to 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 know that, that what's what they've gone through, and actually to, to be part of it's even more special. And um, yeah, so Jack, Jack, having when I knew that I was coming to this team, and I knew Jack was coming to this team. Uh, that made it very special, and, and the fact that we can co- coincide in the races, and and maybe have you know, my little bit of whatever I've done to to assist in the result is getting here. Well, that's fantastic. But um, it is. It's really, really fulfilling to watch a one of a, a guy that we've known for years uh, to start to to go on, and I and I tend to think we've got we're, this is just the start of it. Uh, he's only twenty seven, so um, it's it's really it's really nice and really fulfilling. Couple more bang through. Carolyn says, "Love the sheriff." Zippy says, "Welcome to the sheriff of fruit and oats." Always great to see you on the show. Congrats with how things are going. Um, and obviously, you've just answered. Stuart McIntosh says, "How does Neil find him with Jack Hague? He seems like an easygoing character. He's like that off the bike as well, isn't he, Neil?" Yeah. Yes. I think uh, we were actually talking about it with the staff last night. Um, we've all got our moments. Yeah. With, with a bit of stress, you know, like you. Yeah, like I, yeah, when my radio doesn't work, I get a bit stressed out with people as well. But uh, uh, you know, we, we, we Jack, yeah, there's fiery moments and that sort of stuff. And he, but he, Jack's always the first one to come back later if if he's lost his school. Sorry about that, you know, fellas, and 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 just calms things down. He's very appreciative of his workmates, his uh, his teammates. He's always yeah, thanks and yeah, please and that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, he is is quite an easy guy to work with as well. And yeah, but, yeah, it's. Like I say, it's 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 all testing. Everything's testing over a three-week bike race, but at the end of the day, uh, yeah, the, the the results are on the board. Now I was going to say, uh, Bahrain victorious are uh, sort of getting pretty victorious everywhere. Uh, ben Lux tour uh, last night. You got uh, one, two, Sonny Cobrelli and uh, Matei uh, Mahonek. Uh, one, two in the stage, and then they're one, two on, on GC with a, with a great uh, finale up the. Four times up the the mur uh, today should be exciting, but brilliant for for the team, mate. Yeah, I, I sort of heard about that in in the race car. I wasn't really spending that much paying that much attention, but in the conversations over dinner last night, we heard about where the boys are going there. They've got a really complicated day there today, but um, yeah, it's, I think it was we we touched on this subject the other day when the when the race results are coming in. It's sometimes quite often to keep on the you know keep on going that way, and sometimes when there's a bit of a dry patch. For results and you and they actually need the results you know uh, that's when they don't turn up and so uh, we're on a, we're on song at the moment but um, I think it's maybe in my character a bit when when you're on song when things are going good I start to, to already start to plan the, the dry periods and, and try to work out how we can uh, keep on getting the odd victory every now and again last one for me sheriff is you've obviously come to a new team at the start of the year and now you're at the back end of the year and you're seeing some fantastic results how much have you seen the culture sort of shift within that team uh and bring across the 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 toolkit that you've learned over your over your years experience that's that's exactly you've hit it on the hit the head on the the nail on the head i was going to say it that way around again <laughs> hit the head on the nail head on the nail buddy <laughs> boom yeah but um the uh, yeah, the culture. That's that's a that's a big thing, and that's I think that's part of the the spirit that I try to bring into the team. I don't know how much, how successful I am, but just to try to get the boys to calm down, just just to try to think about 
what their effect on on each other has. Uh, yesterday, I was to- they, well, the the other director in the team sort of presented the stage how we're going to do things, and and then um, he said you, he said to one of the writers, "Your role is the key role." And I come in and I said, I said, well, actually, every role is the key role. You know, like is it the first guy that doesn't do his job, the second mm-hmm. guy can't do his job well, and then the third guy can't do his job well. So every role from the first, from the guy that's pumping the tyres to the to the like the taxi in the bed at night's the key role. And um, and it's just about that. It's about mutual respect. It's about about honesty. It's about trying to give you all for your mates. And that's why I, I said to him yesterday morning. Let's not finish today's stage with any doubts uh, and let's make sure that we give our all for our teammates and that's what they did. If he, no, it's been sensational, mate. Um, I just want to uh, make sure you, you, you whisper in Jack's ear that uh, I've got money on him today, so no pressure. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, Peter, Peter said if he can bling win the TT. <laughs> Pick bling 14 stages. Uh, I have not. You guys love to uh, stir a bit of shit. But uh, no, bling won't be winning the TT today. Bling uh, uh, lost a bit of his shine in the last few days, I don't think. You'd be worrying too much about that. I can't see anyone beating uh, Roglic today, but he's been going deep. Uh, it might be someone who, one of the good time trials, who's had a, a, an easier couple of days. So it'll be interesting to watch. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, bloody awesome having you on the uh, potty, Sheriff. The fans have definitely loved it and they've got behind it, but we're, we're super proud of everything you guys have achieved this month, mate. It's been fantastic. All right. Is thanks, fellas. Is it what you so- imagine might happen? Is what, what was your sort of ambitions and targets for the team before you started? Is this a good result? It's obviously a good result, but is it what you'd hoped for? Uh, this is probably better than what we'd hoped for. Um, it's, it's, a fun, it's a bit of an interesting question, actually. We were hoping for a podium finish with Lander, and so that, that's where the story started. Um, uh, I was also hoping to finish the race with my computer and my tablet, but anyway, I didn't. That, <laughs> but, uh, the, um, but the the fact was that when Jack started the race, he actually just scraped into the team because of his injury. Uh, then he uh, he got into the race as a worker, and then when things weren't quite go working out well with Lander, I thought, oh, let's try to get Jack into the top ten, maybe top five. And, um, and then so our ambitions and hopes was that the start of the race was with a podium finish with Lander. It's ended up being it's a, with a different rider uh, and, and, and different results. Not only have we got, you know, hopefully Jack's riding his way to a, his uh, first podium finish in a Grand Tour. Uh, Gino Matter, as you said, fifth uh, overall, uh, leading young rider, and we've, Pretty well guaranteed winning the the uh, team's classification as well, and so yes, far and above any any expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic. Uh, yeah. Nice Bloody Brilliant, awesome, bud. As yeah. we said, we appreciate you coming on the detour, Sheriff. Hope okay, you good on you, bud. That knock your stuff off. <laughs> See you, bud. <laughs> okay, thanks for catching up. Good Have a good day, day mate. See you, mate. Okay, bye. Neil Stevens, absolute legend, always a laugh. Um, there was we obviously could have asked him about yeah you know, what happened with Lopez and that, but it's obviously another team. So what sort of insight yeah. he's going to give us? Um, Dale yeah. says any talk of a New Jersey oh. classification of the world for the best abandonment? Way to have us here on that one. But that that was interesting oh, yeah. because like Phil, in your time, you've obviously called so many Grand Tours. I mean, here's a guy that is going to finish in the top ten, which is nothing to sneeze at. And his head absolutely falls off and there's a blow-up. I mean, what, what did you make of all of that? Well, I'd like to know a lot more to it than this. Um, mm. Something something must have gone on there. 
He may have had a split with Bernal. Bernal sort of was prepared to sacrifice his ride with him. Um, or he may have had some sort of a mental blockage. The, the story will come out. It, you don't just stop mm. like that when you're sitting. Uh, he, yeah, he was not going to obviously be third by the time he got to the finish. The gap was building. But uh, Bernal only um, dropped one place uh, despite that. So it was a mistake by Lopez for sure. Well, evidently, reading all the you know, the, the scuttlebutt that's on the different websites, he's, was, he had a big blue with his team boss, who's DS. That's, yeah. what, that's what he got upset about. His DS, he said, told him not to chase right at that crucial time. Uh, yeah, when the gap was only I, like 15 I, seconds. As I've said, I'm not a rider, but at certain points, you just got to tell your DS to get stuffed. No, <laughs> you, they don't, but they, they don't well, do that. They don't do that. So the thing well, is, he's getting he's getting the tactics. So DS has made a thing. Yeah, thanks that, for your advice, mate, mate. Thanks for your advice. Get stuffed. I'm chasing. Yeah, well, that's my I'm trying to tell you what he said, why he was done. Yeah, well, so, <laughs> nah, it's his fault. But I'm. But he's just signed a new contract with Movistar, so he's he's committed for next year now oh, for Movistar. Be and be here he is falling out with his DS, if that's the case. Yeah. So um, it's going to be a rocky ride for a few weeks, and he's got to sort it all out. Yeah, they're yeah. only stage winner in the race, so I suppose they're going to. Uh, but uh, oh, yeah, it's just it's just I couldn't believe I saw it happening. I was watching it live, and I thought, this yeah, this but is why wouldn't you want him to chase? John. Yeah. Well, because there was a, there were, no, no, because the gap was there, right? Yes. It was only about 15 seconds. Banal sitting on. I think he was trying to f force Banal through. He's forced through. No, stop chasing. Banal put some pressure on Banal. Then they, when they suddenly realized, oh, hang on, Banal's not going to. Well, then he starts to chase. But it went from 15 seconds to 30 seconds. And no one else chasing. It was too late then. It was never going to happen. And uh, It should have uh, been an instant reaction the minute mm -hmm. Jack Hay and the other leaders went to that front group. Instant reaction. You don't let the men ahead of you like that. I'm just no. behind you. Escape. Yeah. It was a big mistake. Pushkar's got a question. He says, in such tactical battles, how does the DS take a decision whether to chase or not, who to follow, uh, etc.? We have a holistic picture on TV, but they're driving cars and serving bottles. Well, they have, they do though. They do make those decisions. They totally. they are they're watching exactly the same television that we're watching in the car, in the car, and they're on the radio. So he sees that gap. He sees that uh, Bernal's just sitting behind him. Not to, so he says, "No, stop chasing." He's going to. I'm just surmising why yeah. he, he would say. Okay, not to okay. Chase. I, I got I got something to pose to Phil. Right in every other sport in the world, Phil. Soccer, basketball, AFL, football, whatever. If the team are going no good, who gets sacked? The coach. The if manager. A cycling team, the manager. If a cycling team doesn't perform, how <laughs> often do you hear DSs going, hey, mate, it's on your head. We've got to get rid of you. It's, it's weird. It's a yeah. weird sport well, for that. What is that? I'm very much against race radios, full stop. Always have been. Um, I like to think the riders aren't robots, but they're there to ride for themselves. I know for the DS talking to the riders, he's living the part. And as you could see from the conversation with Neil, um, he's part of the whole thing. And, you know, they, they do the plans the night before in the car. He's going to help them as bad he can. And he's obviously almost talked Jack up that final climb, uh, keeping him making the effort only when it mattered. That's the other way to look at it. But for me, I like the bike riders to make the calls. 
out on the race. And um, and Lopez didn't make any call. You don't let the guy sitting on your shoulders on the last real race day of the of the welter slip out of your sight. Now, Roglic never makes that mistake, ever. Mm. He goes with every move they make because he knows once they're out of sight and the elastic snapped, he's got no friends. He's not going to close that gap without a little help. He'll pace the whole field back, but they won't help him. Mm. So it, it was a pure mistake by Lopez for me. Yeah. And like you, I'd have had words to the uh, DS and just told him my radio's broken, mate. Didn't hear you. Well, I'll tell you get what. Get on we're gonna... with the chase. Also, a great ride by a couple of other Aussies in that stage, too. Chris Howard. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. A great yeah. ride for his sixth. Although our yeah. commentators did miss his number. <laughs> they were calling him Bernal for up at that oh, last yeah. climb for a little yeah. while. But really? Oh, the bike. Hey, yeah, hey, but... hey. There's an unwritten rule if they're mates. You just don't even mention mistakes. Isn't that right, Phil? Something yeah, absolutely. Happened. Name and shame. Now. Really no mates in the commentary game, mate. No <laughs> mates in the commentary game. <laughs> <laughs> Not these days. <laughs> no, I mean, it's easy to do. But um, yeah. but also, uh, uh, um, Michael Storer, fantastic ride. Uh, yeah. to, to, he's now got the, uh, the polka dot jersey, uh, yeah. only the second Aussie to, to get a polka dot jersey in the Vuelta, and only the third Aussie, I think, to get a, a polka dot jersey in a Grand Tour. So uh, absolutely brilliant. Uh, yeah, and well taken, so well taken. He wasn't a lucky king of the mountains on a one-day breakaway getting all the points. He went out on the hunt every day that it mattered, uh, and, and clearly Bardet was there to help him in the end, which was... Yeah. Should we mention two, the two stage stages. winner, Iffy, 25 minutes in? Absolutely. <laughs> Why not? First ever World Tour win, which was not mentioned on my television, I heard. Uh, but that's his first ever bike race win. And, and yeah. wow. didn't look too gainly coming up the hill. But if I'd have been climbing that hill, I'd have looked a lot worse. But that was a very <laughs> steep finish. Uh, is that a youngster? Oh, right. uh, what a future, John, this kid's got. Yeah. Is he I French? Think he was, he was 30. He's French. French. He's French. Clement. Clement. Champoussin. Champoussin. Very um, similar facial expressions to another classic Frenchman. Uh, what's his name? On. Show uh, me the picture again. He had the yellow jersey in 2011. Ah, yes, yes. Uh, uh, what's his name? Vukla. Vukla. Oh, Thomas Vukla. Yeah. Yeah. When, when he went on the attack, he, he really just played it up. Not, not yeah. just a, yeah. spot on, Dan. Not just the facial expressions, but all over the bike. Vukla was exactly yeah. the same. <laughs> all over the bike. But, gee, Great it was TV. a good ride. It was the perfect timing. Um, and yeah. uh, he's only a youngster, 23. And the, he, the way he was thumping his chest up across the line, it was really, yeah, he, he, he was pumped. It was fantastic. Well, really he's been good. a pro yeah. since he was a teenager too. I mean, this kid's just now burst through big time. He's only ever been with AG Tour in his whole, uh, whole question young there career. For, for, for yeah. Stewie. Uh, so um, the other Aussies, two of our King of the Mountain jerseys. So we Simon had Clark. Uh, Simon Clark for Green Edge. Oh, in the, uh, if he, uh, Steve-O got up him early on. We're not, yes, not yes. going to be defending this jersey, mate. And then when he got it, he goes, oh, I never doubted you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Maddie, Maddie Lord in the Giro. There you go. Yeah, the, yeah. Right, I, I tell you what we're going to do, fellas. We're going to have a quick drinks break, and I want to bring in a guy who's not afraid to get the one wood out, and I want to ask him about Lopez. I just hope he doesn't drop an F-bomb. That's, of course, Vaughan McBilly. Uh, he's going to give us an update with uh, what's happening with the jerseys. And if he, you're going to give us the results of the loudest silent auction, the Amilla Maldives mm. Resort. 
Well, so, they've still uh, got half an hour. They've still got half an hour to. to uh, I've got my, uh, my my phone here taking emails. So, Jerry, so if you're watching, <laughs> get, get ready. All right, we'll have a quick break, uh, and we'll come back afterwards and, and wrap things up, and yeah, announce the winners and get Vaughn's one word out. I'm looking forward to it. Look at this bike. You think it's just a bike, right? But it's not. <clears throat> it's a bike. 374 people are looking at this guy this girl them all looking at it people from here there and wherever this is people that are looking for a bike or just a piece of it amateurs semi-amateurs and pro amateurs this guy wants this bike but with this crank and these bars this could be the perfect match but not this one this girl has a bike to sell and thousands of people might purchase it eyes on bikes help grow small businesses his hers yours and the latest data and insights help those businesses keep moving we are the world's number one bike marketplace with over 500,000 products and 900 brands where buyers and sellers are brought together in a place where a bike is never just a bike bike exchange where the world buys sells learns and rides Life is like a two-way street. It's about consideration and mutual respect. Roads are much the same. However you get around, walk, ride or drive, if we share our roads, we can all be safer. The Amy Gillett Foundation is Australia's peak cycling safety charity. Our mission is for safe cycling in Australia. Our vision is for zero cyclist deaths. Over the last year, we've seen an enormous increase in people taking up cycling, whether it be for recreation, with the family, commuting, or even to start your own cycling career. We need to do more to make it safer for every cyclist. 20 cyclists every day are hospitalized, and one cyclist is killed every 10 days on Australian roads. So. The next time you jump on your bike or hop in your car, remember to practice the four C's. Be courteous, calm, considerate and conscientious. Every cyclist's death is preventable and we all deserve to get home safely. Please donate to help the Amy Gillett Foundation make the road safer for you and for me. Uh, thanks again to Bike Exchange. And, and I actually want to say a massive shout out to Bike Exchange because they've been partners of the show from day dot iffy. And we wouldn't have been able to do the show without those guys. And also uh, to the Amy Gillard Foundation, they're a very special partner because they've got great awareness campaigns and, and we'll be supporting those guys uh, in the future. Now, Vaughan McVilly has joined us, who's a board member for the Mental Wheels Foundation, mentalwheelsfoundation.org. Now, Vaughan, don't be afraid to get you one more out, but just be careful about the F-bombs. Uh, Lopez, <laughs> what's the thought? All right. Well, listen, I thought it was a piss-poor performance by him. It's nearly as bad as Lander, like, nicking off after he wasn't going yeah. well and not, and not hanging around, and have, like, with the team. Like, he was, he was dealt a really hard deck of cards there, and it was a really unfortunate situation that he ended up in and Bernal not decided to chase and, and that tactical battle. But come on, mate. Like, seriously, hang around. Like, I thought it was absolutely ridiculous. He's still going to get a top 10 in the Grand Tour. Like, that's still going to be on your Palmer. Like, I was pretty yeah. angry uh, with that. Uh, with that, I, He's gone way, way down in my uh, list of uh, favourite riders, and he was way, way up there before that. So, 
piss mm. poor, Dan. Yeah. Is it one of the worst you reckon you've seen? Oh, it's up there. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. I've seen a few fights post post race that probably didn't need to happen. There was a couple of rippers a few years ago that were, were but yeah, like I thought. I also thought during the stage before he, he left, though, like it was a gutsy performance. Like uh, he was laying it all on the line, um, trying to, to chase back on his own while everyone was sitting on his wheels. At one stage, I, I honestly thought that he was going to, like, take off. He was like, you know, had the old elbow asking people to come around to do a turn. He was nearly flapping them so hard that he was going to take off. But, yeah, no one would do a turn for him. And I was actually loving him even more. But then to, to hear what happened, I was like, oh, mate, come on. Um, but what a stage. My God, that was an amazing stage. Mm. Amazing stage. Yep. Yep. But, yep. but in, po in, in positive news, if we were talking to Neil about earlier, is great to see, like, Aussies get around, like, when Nick Schultz was pulling a couple of those turns there, oh. particularly at the back end of a Grand Tour. Like, I remember when Esteban was uh, leading the Giro and a few of the Colombian riders said, if Esteban's there and, I, and I'm in a position to help him, I'm going to do it. Like, I don't care what team I'm on. Like, there just seems to be this sort of, um, you know, passion from wherever you come from to get around whoever's trying to get on the podium or, or do, do well in it, GC. It's funny you, you mentioned that, uh, Dan, because the, the Colombians – can, can be a little bit like the Aussies. You know, you, you don't see it a lot, lot with all of the other countries, for, you know, especially the European countries. They, the, the Italians on another team aren't going to help an Italian. But, uh, but the Spanish do it a little bit, as we know, with poor old Cadell. But, um, yeah, the, the, the uh, Colombians, uh, although uh, Bernal didn't do it, <laughs> there were mm. two Colombians yes, yesterday, last night, Bernal and, uh, and Lopez. But, anyway. Yeah, that is good to see. You did right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, what's the update with the kit, Vaughn? Uh, Apex Customs. Uh, we we announced the the winning jersey uh, design yesterday. Um, yep. But the word on the street is we need people to purchase these quick to get them in time for the Amy Gillett um, Grand Fondo. That's right, mate. We've already actually had uh, quite a few people jump on and already purchase, which is fantastic. So thank you very much. Uh, remembering all of the proceeds go to the Amy Gillett Foundation. Um, but you need to, do need to jump on there. It takes about three to four weeks uh, to, to produce clothing. Um, and the issue that we currently have is freight, uh, getting stuff uh, um from overseas and in, into Australia at the moment with all the things going on with COVID, it's pushed our delivery time out to about 10 days, um, which is normally like three to four days, uh, but, yeah, getting that through. So uh, we do need anyone who's actually doing the event, uh, we we really would love to try and get your uh, orders in by Wednesday, Wednesday night at 6 p.m. The store's going to stay open. You're still going to be able to buy the kit um, going for all that, but if you want the kit for the event, try and jump online and order it by Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Good stuff, right. mate. Well, I, I, I didn't realise that because I've got a few mates who I see on on Tuesday's ride who have said they're going, there's about six or seven of them who are going to get the kit. So I'll have to put a bit of pressure on them and to get that order in by Wednesday. But if we can push it sort of a day or so, that would be be, be wonderful. But we'll do our best. Sure, um, we can do something, mate. Zippy says, now we're on the rabbit hole of worst abandonments in the Grand Tour. <laughs> Do you reckon Lopez abandoned uh, was worse than our Rue's 2020 Tour de France abandoned? Similar, similar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aru's uh, was all, a bit more oh, like Landers. Talk about weak as piss. That yeah, was that was right weak as piss. That's, but that's about not helping, not staying around and helping a mate. You know what I mean? Mm. 
just yeah. being selfish. But this one is a little bit different. This is crazy. This is, you know, he's going to fit even if he just stays with uh, Bernal, he's going to finish fifth. He's still going to yeah. finish top five. He's only going to drop a couple of spots. But he just he, he just lost it. And when he abandoned, you know, it, there's pictures of him getting into the car and he's already on the phone. As he slams the door of the car, he sits down. He's on the phone already. I'd like to know who he was talking to. Yeah. yeah. No, he was talking to his, no, he was talking to his uh, daughter and his missus and stuff. They, was he? Came out and, yeah, his old man did an oh, okay. interview. So, his father-in-law. He's actually his father. Father-in-law father is an ex-pro. Yeah, and he was uh, uh, he was getting oh. stuck into the uh, DS for, for causing all. Yeah, the but problems. but even that, even that, you're a professional athlete, right? Take responsibility. You, you pull out of a yeah. race. You get on the phone right. and go, oh, "Piss me off! I'm pulling out." Like, <laughs> come on, mate. Like really? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, the, this is the Aussies in full cry. I love this. It's say yeah, twenty-one, Phil. He only get he only he only gets about two and a half million dollars a year or something like that. So yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure, Pete. Look, you never know. You never know what's going inside somebody's head, though. You know, like we're also supposed to be about moment. mental health and looking after oh, yeah, uh, uh, athletes. So yeah, no. you know, we we should and, uh, wait till we hear the full story. Uh, but I, until we hear the full story, week is piss. <laughs> you, no, that's it. Oh, I feel bad now that you've raised that because I've said harden up and told people call out dickheads and all that, and then here I am getting on the. I'll just say it's different for athletes in the middle of the race. After that, different. Support them, but in the heat of the moment, week is piss. Peter Wombs, uh, Schultz could have also been riding to help Yates if he is ex bike exchange teammate. So it's a double-edged sword there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, well, exactly, exactly. (laughs) But uh, but Yates wasn't really worrying about uh, um, doing turns right there at the moment. It was about – it it was uh, um, Jack who needed the help, and and he helped right at the right time. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Samantha made a good point because we often forget about the sprinters because – Jakobsen needs to take the green jersey. I loved how the, the Kenny quick step team guided Jakobsen across the finish line, literally across the road. Yeah, so he, 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 he struggled the last couple of days. There was one day uh, he made the time cut by two and a half minutes. That's that's cutting it very close with the whole team riding together. And, and But he was really struggled the last couple of days. Yeah. But, hey, he deserves the green jersey. He's the best sprinter here. So, uh, yeah, good on him. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, um, talking about the time trials, anything else uncovered? We haven't uncovered if he from stage twenty. No, no, not really. I mean, no. it's it's it's, uh, it's it's an interesting. Uh, it's thirty three k, thirty three k, which is a. Um, no, I, I was talking 20. about yesterday's stage. That's no. stage twenty. Well handled. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. Oh no, I think look. What, we, what, we can move on. Talk about great. time trial. <laughs> it was a great stage yesterday. Yeah. I, a couple of things that surprised me. I did, I did wonder when uh, the South African uh, um, guy jumped away. A fantastic ride, actually. Ryan Gibbons is uh, a very Ryan good rider. Mm. Yeah, very good bike rider. Yeah, uh, and, and it was a really uh, inspiring effort. But I was surprised that um, Michael Stora and Roman Bardet didn't react quicker. When the gap was only about thirty seconds, it just 
get going and, and join him, you know. They had a chance, a really good chance to, to win the stage, I, I thought. But obviously they were, they'd spent uh, a, a few pennies as well because uh, Gibbons rode out to you know, a minute and a half, which, yeah, on a descent. It wasn't like he got away on the climb, on, on a descent. Mm. Uh, so who's your predictions for the stage today? Obviously Roglic, if he, do you think, do, do you, oh, I mean, let's talk about the biggest question. Jack Hay, can he hold on to third? Will Yates make up a minute? No, I don't think he will. I, I think that there's not a lot between them as the, the, the prologue, one second between them. Um, at the end of a grand tour, it's not who, if this was a, a 30K time trial at any time of the year, I would say there'd only be 10 or 15 seconds between them. That's mm. where they are. At the yeah. end of a grand tour, it's whoever's got the most money in the bank. And I don't think yeah. I don't think either of them have got much money in the bank. You could see in that last few climbs, uh, last few kilometres of that climb yesterday, Adam was you know, giving it everything and dropping him on the steepest climb, which he always does, but Jack was coming back. So mm. to me it shows... They, they, there's nothing much between them. So I think it's going to be a very, very good race. And I, I, I think uh, Jack will keep it by, you know, about 40 seconds. Yeah. Well, it's a possibility. Um, don't forget, in it's a 40-minute time trial, really. And to pull back a minute in 40 minutes is going to be very, very hard to do. But to balance that, Greg LeMond did a 28-kilometre time trial in 1989. And pull back 58 seconds to win the he tour. Che- he cheated. He cheated. According to John Savaro, he cheated, but of course he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, he had the, he had the, uh, the, the bars. The no, one else, yes. no one else knew about him. Within the regulations, one of piece course. metal. Of Poor course. old Lon Fignon strapped his on no, and, no and one wasn't it. allowed to use them. So yeah. it, it, it's unusual for the French to fight against their own and let the American win, but still. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carolyn Harvick but the way says, Neil Stevens was talking, though, in fairness, Neil, oh, he's confident. Neil, he thinks it's when, a done deal, and I hope when, he's right. When Neil says at the end, we're going all right, hey, I know him really well. That means it's really good. Yeah. He's done all the numbers, he's crunched it, he knows the course, he's prepared everything. Like, I remember one year, I think I mentioned on the show earlier, yeah, he knew that there was going to be five minute, uh, five minute drive from where the buses were to where the uh, start was uh, so he had to take rollers for Esteban and it was a sharp time trial so he had all that plan because he'd done the recon like three months earlier every other team no one else had rollers and Esteban rode a time trial out of his life because he was at on the rollers before the start a lot of these other riders you know they didn't do it so they all had the lactic acid and their timings were out it's all those little one percenters and that's why when he was saying about the nine month prep that goes into a, a grand tour it's huge and also, like, obviously, I know Neil really well. It was a different culture when he first rolled in. He was a bit like, oh, hang on. What's going on here? There's, there's a few things I need to sort of, you know, try and mould a bit. And that has had a huge effect because of that whole, like, that when he was answering about that um, other DS saying, hey, you know, you, you got the biggest role today. So, oh, hang on. That was an evolution with Neil. And we were talking about that the other day, Ify, about how when he first started with Green Edge, he was very much, this is what I say, this is what you do, and that's it, old school. And then he had to change because it just wasn't working with the younger guys. I remember going to a time trial at the Giro in 2013 and they did the recon and the riders, Neil had a plan, and the riders said, Neil, we've done the course, it's it's not working like that, we need to change it. He goes, nah, this will plan, that's it. And that just doesn't work. And he had to be sort of said, hey, mate, you need to change. And 
when I saw him in 2016, and, and I've talked about it a few times, his ability to treat riders and staff as shareholders, every single person, that to me was the game changer. That was the bar moving forward. And you see it in the results. And we co constantly yeah. talk about culture on this show and you talk about teams where it's starting to fracture and people want to leave and all this sort of stuff. That's the fundamentals. You know, every person in that organisation yeah. has a role to play. And, and they do it. And I think Neil's going to have a massive influence on Bahrain, particularly next year and beyond. So when you see results for Jack, it's it's bloody exciting. Hey, Dave makes a good point just quickly. Uh, he says, good call on the mental health stuff with Lopez. He spoke before about the pressure of being a leader and considered some uh, like a Tom Dumoulin. The language barrier makes it harder to know what's going on for the non-English speakers too. That is a great point. I'm going to stop saying he's soft and it was weak as piss, all this sort of stuff. It's true. It's true. I, I think logically when you do something like that, there's something else at play and we do keep banging on about this and the current climate. It'll all play out. But um, if there is sort of mental health issues, then, uh, yeah, he obviously needs support. Now, Vaughn's back. You had internet issues, Vaughn? Sorry, lads. Had a little uh, crash. Uh, and last one, John Bodie says, Jack looks stuffed last night. Adam looks fresher. I think Adam will gain time on Jack. But if he, it, looking at Neil, he's crunching numbers, Does I don't think it's going to be a minute. No, I, I, look, you got to remember, on those really steep climbs, Adam, they suit uh, Adam Yates to a T, and whereas Jack Haig is a much bigger guy, that doesn't suit him. The minute... The gradient changed, he would come back. So as as uh, Neil Stevens said, his number he wasn't stuffed. He, that that's just the way you can ride those steep climbs. Jack, uh, Neil was telling him to back off a little bit on that steepest part and coming back. So he was riding to a plan. So mm. I, I think he'd be fine. I, yeah. I think Adam, I think Adam probably will beat him in the time trial, but not by a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And don't forget that Adam has been there before on the podium. Jack has never been there. He's going to come out in such a mental state of mind to succeed. Mm. He'd be very. Mm. He will, I think he'll lose about twenty seconds. I'm guessing, of course. Mm. But I, has, I reckon ha, he's going to be. The has man. has Adam been on the podium in a Grand Tour? He's been fourth in the Tour de France. Mm. I don't know. Oh, has he been be on right. the podium? I'll, I'll let you know in about won thirty seconds. Simon's been on the podium and won a Grand Tour, but I don't. Yeah, I don't sure think he has. has. Oh yes. No, no. Well, before we announce the winner of the silent auction, if he. For the Miller Resorts. Let's play a quick promo to get behind why we're doing it. That's obviously the Kareka Foundation for Phil's African Safari. Hi everyone, it's Phil Liggett here and it's time to get my African Safari on the road again. We're heading back to the Kareka Game Reserve in the Eastern Cape of South Africa, where animals including the rhino roam freely. We did four great rides in June and now, with two new ones, we're set to go again. There will be eminent guests to answer your questions on the wildlife and also offer an opportunity to win amazing trips to Kareka. We'll chat to one another and you don't even have to ride thanks to Fulgaz who will set you up to watch on Zoom when you enrol and make a donation. We have four rides, one per month starting on September 19. They last an hour and if you have a smart trainer you can pedal your way through the reserve or you can just sit back with a cup of tea. In either case, knowing that your participation is helping keep the animals safe and free to roam. Come and join me, and all the information you need to have is at careca.co.za slash peloton, and let's go. 
Fantastic uh, promotion there and get behind Phil's uh, African Safari Peloton uh, and head along to the Koreka website. Now, Ify, uh, I'll play the promo before you announce the winner. Uh, have you got your script for the final time? <laughs> your amended script? <laughs> I have. I have. Located just a 30-minute seaplane flight from Malay, Amila Maldives Resort and residents sit over the crystalline waters of Bar Atoll UNESCO World Biosphere. As one of the largest islands in the Maldives, Amila has sampled, ample space for some of the largest luxury overwater beach pool villas and residences in the country. With leafy cycle tracks and secret beaches, Amila is sure to exceed your expectations. Perfect. And uh, it does look nice, doesn't it? It's been a big build. fantastic. Yeah. What's the final bid? Me and John are going. <laughs> it's all a stitch up, folks. It's John and Phil. <laughs> 10, 10 grand each. It's all done. So, our, um, we've, our top of it was $7,500, but just for two. In the end, the, the Jason and the resort offered if four people wanted to go, they would have to pay at least 10. But no, it's for two people. So $7,500, which is fantastic. So yeah, that's uh, great. Um, um, we will be that's in great. touch with with the winners and send them all through the information and put them uh, directly in touch with uh, Kaleka and the Maldives. So it would be wonderful. Well, and I think I don't often give you compliments, John. In fact, I'll give you a bugger all. But it was your idea to do a silent auction because if we offered it just as a prize and a randomly give it away to people that, you know, donated money, I don't think it would have raised 7500 So chapeau to you for driving that's, that idea uh, as well, John. I tell you, that, um, that is so good, John. Uh, if you send me the email of the people who bought it, I'd like to write to them. And, um, and also, Jason, thanks so much for your oh, generosity. Unbelievable. Um, mm. You've got us so close. You within a couple of thousand dollars now of our target, which was uh, in all all the fundraising we've done mostly with you guys, uh, thirty five thousand dollars. The target. We're very close now. I'd need to check, but we're around about thirty two, I think, at the moment. Mm. So uh, unbelievable. Thank you for that. Yeah, Thank no, it's sensational. And it's yeah. as you said, it's a great cause, mate. So um, we're we're happy to get behind it. And geez, knowing how creative mm. we are, I mean. Me and John, we'll come up with some more ideas down the track, won't we? If you... <laughs> we will. We will. Yeah, we'll keep working on it. We're looking forward. No, we're only, it's only, uh, uh, what's it, a week or 10 days to your first uh, safari. Uh, I know. That's yeah. why I'm going out on the bike. As soon as I finish with the podcast, I'm going for a ride because I better get training. I'll get dropped from my own peloton. That's yeah. Where are we there, mate? Final predictions, lads, for stage 21 time trial. I'll start with you, John. Ah, yeah. Look, I'll go with the rog. Rog Lich, I can't. He's just, he seems to have a fair bit of petrol left in the tank. He's the world, he's the Olympic champion. I just think he'd be too strong. Yeah, Phil. Well, what can I say? I've got to agree, John. Um, I looked down the list to see if there's anybody maybe from the bowels of the list going to turn in a great time trial, but they haven't got the drive now. Um, there's no Spanish rider can end the dearth of stage wins in this tour, I don't think, can win the time trial. I think I expect a, go a good time trial from Enrique Mass, but now I can't see anybody beating Roglic at all. It's his course. It's not flat. He's, he'll use his strength as he climbs steadily up to the finish. At Santiago de Compostela, and um, 
Well, everything's on this side. This has been a religious race, don't forget. We started outside the big cathedral and we're finishing in one of the most religious sanctuaries in Spain. And so I think the gods are with him too. Good stuff. And Vaughan, going to go past the rog, mate? You got a curly for us? I really don't think you can. Um, <clears throat> I like uh, Jackie Haig's big diesel, though, on this course, to be honest. I, I think he'll, he won't lose that much time to Yates. Um, Yates would have to actually have to pull out a huge ride. Um, he'd probably have to beat Roglic, I reckon, to uh, to uh, get uh, past uh, Jackie. But, yeah, I don't think you can go past Roglic. He's just in another world at the moment. Mm, mm. Definitely. And you were right what you said because I checked it. Yates has only finished fourth in a grand tour. I get the two Yates confused, always have. John's, John's very rarely yeah. wrong with his stats. They're twins, no born 45 minutes apart. They come from Berry in Lancashire, which is where not far from where I was brought up. So they're Lancastrians, and yeah. um, and they're both great bike riders. So Yates does have something to ride for today as well. Yeah. Well, we will... and just to go back, you know, that year he finished fourth. He got the white jersey. Um, he should have got all the bonus. That, that was that was the year that the body won the K the K the K to go bloody inflatable came down right. I mean the timing of that unbelievable. Right down, bang down he went, mm. and that that the seconds he lost there cost him uh, third place in the Grand Tour. So anyway, just a bit of yeah. information. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, Roglic now has won more leaders' jerseys than Chris Froome, who held the record. Really? I think it was 51. I think he's on his 52nd leader's jersey in the Grand Tour today. There you go. Uh, yeah. oh. He's uh, setting it all up, isn't he? Yeah. Amazing. for the junior world champion ski yeah. jumper. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's sensational. Well, <laughs> who, who, he actually fell off and got out of the business in ski jumping. He keeps falling off in bike races, but thankfully, he doesn't hurt himself so much. So mm. if he will be back live tomorrow night, 6.30, and we'll try and get Jack Haggard, yeah? Yeah, we want to. Yeah, yeah. If he doesn't answer, exactly. Yeah, we'll 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 Uh, do our best to get Jack on. We've got to get Jack, and uh, we'll get uh, uh, Phil. We'll get you to do a wrap up of the time trial. And I thought we'd have a really good chance. We'll we'll look at. We've got um, Lindy on as well from Kureka. We'll send her. Yeah, that'd be lovely. That'd be lovely. Yeah, yeah if you if you her. don't reach her yeah. or have a problem, yeah. let me know, and I'll, I'm sure she'll be over the moon, Lindy, about what's happened this last three weeks. And yeah. Vaughan, you can put your thinking cap on. I'd like, we'd like to. Uh, I know we're not all. They're all not all Australians are out there watching our uh, uh, show and viewing our show, but uh, we, get, we do have an Australian sort of uh, uh, um, lineage. And I'd like to. We we'll just have a look at the uh, at the Aussies and, and give them all. Um, we're going to uh, do that tomorrow uh, night. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're so, going to pick. Yeah, if you good. could pick all the Aussies in the country. Oh, no, 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 no. I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> doing that. No, 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 no. That's no. another we're show. Just, we're just going to talk about the Aussies in this for Welter okay. and we'll rate, rate how they went. No, that's, a, that's a great show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why people do call this thing chaos, because we do have production <laughs> meetings at the end of the show. <laughs> and with everybody listening, of course. <laughs> yeah, with everyone listening. Yeah, that's right. I, I'd just like to send another another shout-out, uh, uh, a mate of, of ours, uh, of all of ours, who's uh, uh, ex-journo, uh, now retired, uh, Peter Cogoy, uh, who always watches the show. Cogs. Yeah, uh, well, he's uh, his lovely uh, partner, yeah. Deidre, who's not very well at the moment, but loves the show. Just wanted to send uh, a shout out to, to Deidre. Yeah. Uh, all the best, yes. Al. All the best. Absolutely. And Cogsy sure. will appreciate that. 
He's, uh, he's the one genuine Australian who's an absolute mine of information. Um, he's a should never retire from journalism. Okay, no, I, I, look, I, I, let me show you this. Are we ready to go now? Yeah, I want to show yeah, you yeah, bike. Yeah, yeah, show Can you see me. my bike? Look at that. Can you see it? Oh, yeah. I brought it bet, downstairs for the first time in five weeks. Bet you didn't pay retail for that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't pay for it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> You're worse than Scotty. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've, oh, oh, uh, yes, well, the thing is that... Um, What's it worth? I to what I could you resell it for? I'm, well, I would never sell it. It's a generous <laughs> present, and I'm, I'm very, very pleased to ride it, I must say. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. How, just finally, how did you score that for free? I can't remember. <laughs> well, I happen to know the the man who was in charge of Canyon, the, the CEO, uh, and he awesome. sent me he sent me an email and said, "Would I like a bike?" Well, <laughs> what do you think uh, the answer was? Huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, in fairness, Specialized had done the same. So they're at the other house. Okay. So. <laughs> oh, fantastic, mate! Uh, well, I, I last goodbye to saying to everyone is don't forget enter. For, for uh, Amy's uh, uh, Great Ocean Road Grand Fondo, if you're going to be around in Victoria, yeah. it's on Sunday, 24th of October. Um, you do the 130K, the 45K Gravel Grand Fondo. You can do the media, media ride from Polo Bay down to Lawn, 45K, or is a 14K family ride. If you want to enter and get a detour kit, you can part get of the D2 mob, and uh, Dan's going to be on the uh, e bike and motor, motor paces all the way around. Yep. yep. Oh, yep. don't forget to order week, your so jerseys much. before Wednesday at six o'clock. That's right. That's right. Don't Absolutely. miss out. Pressure's and, on. Yeah. Bloody hell. Pressure's on. And make sure on. you go to apexcustomaus.com, get your jersey, get your kit, and we'll see you there. We'll see you yeah. also tomorrow at 6 30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, and hopefully, fingers crossed. But after talking to the sheriff, it, it should be okay. Jack Haig is on the podium. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow, guys. Take it easy. It's going to be great. This is the winning ride of the Tour de France.